Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. So it's the end of Series 5 of Line of Duty, and to celebrate and commiserate, we're joined once again by our old friend from years gone by. It's Gary. Welcome back, Gary. Thank you very much. We had to have you back on for Line of Duty because we always championed it as a video. And it's a show we always delve deep into. In fact, we were into Line of Duty before it was cool to like Line of Duty. It's now become this thing. Well, you say when you were uh, when when we were a trio, it was the first series you two did is, is, you know, without me. With Lenny James. Well, that that's more to do with the fact that we didn't know you then, Matt, not because we didn't like you. I didn't say you didn't like me. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, I just thought Luke was bound to say that at some point. Okay, so what we thought we'd do, we'd get Gary back on and we'd talk about the series as a whole and delve into the um, finale, as it were. This is, of course, the story of John Corbett. Stephen Graham was the lead. We found out in the first episode that he was actually an undercover policeman working for the organised criminal gang and uh, sort of wanting to uncover the top man at the top of police corruption that Dot Cotton had told us was H back at the end of series Well, he, three. he, he didn't tell us. Was uh, it Blinking? Blinking, I think he did, yeah. We haven't spoken to anyone, really, about Line of Duty. We spoke about episode one on the podcast. There's been reviews from Will uh, ever since. You can read all of them now at thecustardtv.com. He did a, a good piece on the finale. But as a massive fan of the show overall, Gary, what have you thought of this series and how it stacks up? against what we've talked about in previous years? I think some episodes have stacked up very well, but I think as far as the series, I think this will go down as, I'd hate to say the worst, but certainly the one that hasn't delivered in the same way. I mean, I think the biggest problem for me was the introduction of Anna Maxwell-Martin at the end, when really you should have brought her in episode one, even if it was just for a small bit, so that when you bring her back, there was much more of an impact. And I don't think anybody out there believed that Ted was H, ever really believed it. I've always said online on Twitter that the the H stuff, is he or isn't he, was always going to be a lose-lose scenario, in my opinion, because 
anyone who was hoping that it was Hastings would feel let down if it wasn't. And people like us that have watched the show from the beginning and know what sort of a person he was would feel let down that we've been cheated for the past seven years and yeah. and he's been pulling the wool over our eyes. That really spoiled the atmosphere of the show because that took precedence and that's what the viewers online seem to latch on to, this H business. And actually, it wasn't an important integral part of the show, is it? Is it? And the, the, the wheels have started to come off a bit this series because Jed Mercurio is known for his big twists and big turns and shocking moments. And I think he, like with Bodyguard, as soon as Keely Hawes died in that, at the, at the midway point, I sort of lost interest and the show lost focus. And here, losing Stephen Graham as John Corbett, I know, I know I've got no right to say this is the show I wanted, this is the direction I wanted to go in, but actually killing him off just seemed to rob us as viewers of, of various things. I, I felt that they had to kill Corbett off, because what else would they... That, that was the original charge laid against yes. Hastings. You know, you blew his cover, he's gone missing and now he's dead sort of thing. Yeah. They needed a reason to question him over something, didn't they? And when they found the body, that's when they started the whole investigation. Because they couldn't just pull Hastings in to say, oh, you're H, let's interrogate you. We need a <laughs> Yes, they only found start. the money because of the search that happened after they realised yeah. that he... Yes, yes so you're they, right. I, it, I, it was the domino, the first domino I, that brought Hastings there that was going to bring him down. In terms of the character... They needed to kill him off there. But the performance that Stephen Graham gave was so magnetic. Yeah. He was the best thing in the, in the series. And then they obviously, you know, oh, no, we've got no one left. Let's bring in another big actor, another big presence to be the person to do this interrogation. I really liked Anna Maximel Martin. That line he had about... You know, she shouldn't have been promoted. She was only promoted because she's a woman, or he alluded to that in his words. You've got enough animosity there. To, this is this woman who's been given this promotion before her time. It's what she represents rather than who she is, if that makes sense. Go on, Gary. Ted, Ted feels very much about his legacy. He has been the face of anti-corruption. My only thought was, you could have had her pop up, even if not in character in episode one, why not have him deliver that line in an earlier episode? Why save such a big thing till pretty much the end I of episode four? I think you'd forget. But this is but this is a series. This is a series where he has brought back characters that were killed in series one, two, and three in this series again. I feel it was more impactful because you understood what she represented before she came into that room. I, you I, didn't I, need you no, didn't need that line. Okay. I just really thought they could have built up her so much better just with a little bit of introduction somewhere along the line. You could say that having Anna Maxwell Martin there put the viewers on Ted's side because you're like, who's this woman that's just turned up and running the show and acting like she's the big I am when we haven't seen or heard from her? So there's a yeah. bit of that where you go, I'm on Ted's side because he shouldn't be treated this way. So there's that, that argument as well. True. And I love the fact that she sacked her number two over that mistake that they made regarding the um, the Warren. And I think maybe you're going to get her in the next series in some capacity. I think she's too good of a character just to be one and done. I mean, I have my issues with this finale and we'll get to them. But I think it's quite brave and and clever of the BBC to give Jed 90 minutes to tell the story when really it was just a long conversation for the majority of it and it held my attention. I was worried that that would 
would sort of become a little bit laboured over the 90 minutes, but I did find myself engrossed. This has been a bit of a different series in that because Kate has now been promoted, we haven't got her going undercover anymore and getting inevitably getting found out. We've been focusing on the guys who are definitely dodgy. We've got this group. We've got a guy who we know is entrenched in it, but how far? So it's been a, a bit of a different tone of series from the other line of duties. And I think as well, to go to Luke's point originally about the, the sort of search for H and this being something that was all over social media and things like that, it feels like it's become more of a sort of traditional whodunit than it was when it was a smaller yeah. show on BBC yeah. Two. Now it's a BBC One show. It feels like it has to have more of a... You know, because it was always a mystery. There was always, like, you know, series one, what do we well, know about Lenny James? Series it? two, you know, you had the East Keeley Hall's dodgy sort of thing. There's little mysteries throughout the stuff with Danny Mays and the the child abuse that was in series three. But there was mm. it was sort of more intense and more layered. And, and series four, and especially this series, it has been more, well, who's H? Who's H? Who's H? It's really risky for the BBC to... To go along with all the all the social media things when they must know that we're not going to get that reveal that people want well, do, don't want. No, no offence, but do you, and I'm not quoting the show. Uh, I, I don't think the continuity announcer at ITV would really have been smartened up to who the, the Broadchurch killer. I, I don't know that no, you... No, but they, they would be fair to say who killed Danny Latimer, whereas, whereas they're saying mm. who is H, and uh, they, they somebody somewhere knows... That that isn't going to be resolved. In I mean, if, well, no, but then I, I mean, we all knew a lot of people on the inside of television knew there was going to be a series five and a series six. I'm not exactly happy about the H reveal situation, and I think the whole Morse code tapping is as dubious as the eye blink to say on the letter H. And I think yeah. that's the whole point that that Jed will now work on for series six is just because he's his fingers were twitching doesn't mean there's four people involved. Although that was very hastily done as well. Yeah, I think the thing that Jed has managed to do is is that he's built on the success, the early success of Line of Duty, which I agree is now a slightly different show than what we're getting. He has managed to build up shows that garner huge interest. I've read 9.6 million, saw it last night, yeah, and that doesn't that's include... Yeah. That's overnights. That doesn't in, you know, involve consolidated like the iPlayer or anything like that. He's now carved out more of a niche which I think the BBC now expect him to deliver a little bit more than uh, than storyline. You know, they've now put their weight behind him as a heavy ratings hitter rather than the original series, which was more based on the twists and the turns being logical. I think he's he's probably having to delve quite deep to make this. It's the Sherlock factor, I think, a little bit. We all said it about Sherlock. The first couple of episodes, genius. The more they ran out of material... The worse it got. Well, the, the more I, they, be, the, the more they became obsessed with giving the fans something to yeah. theorise over, and that's where this and is maybe yeah. Over into and, that and, and I still think the quality of the Lone of Duty is above that of Sherlock in its later years. I don't think this series was bad. I just think it wasn't as good as what we've been used to. I said online today that a bad series of Line of Duty. I do, I do think in in comparison to the others, this was bad. But I still think a bad series of Line of Duty is still a missable television and, oh, yeah. and worth a watch but it's just not one I would want to revisit and and the, the dot things doing the um doing the Morse code it doesn't appear in the final I, I enjoyed how it was dot 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 something so crucial 
was run through very quickly. And yeah. It's almost like, this is how, what we need to do. And it did feel a bit, if it was an American show, I would be using the phrase, if they wrote themselves into a corner and they had to find a way out. They've and retconned think, it. They're using another yeah. American phrase. They've kind of retconned the ending. I mean, you could have made a case for Ted being H. You could have left it so that those two don't come in at the end and save him. And yeah, maybe you could begin series six with Ted being in prison and them trying to get him, you know, freed. But nobody, nobody would buy Ted as, as H, who's watched the previous four series. I, I would feel cheated. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the other things that I, I personally felt um, could have been dealt with a little bit better. I thought Lisa McQueen was an interesting character who had more layers to her than perhaps even Stephen Graham's character, and yet she sort of faded into the background towards the end. And uh, I would have liked to have seen her perhaps again, making the show I wanted to be rather than the show that it was, but couldn't have Series 6 have been her working for AC12, going back into the group, and that's the way they find things out. And instead, she was just sort of interviewed briefly, sent off to prison, and then is working with young offenders to sort of uh, well, no, she was. She's not been sent to prison. She was given immunity. She's working oh, with sorry, them. Yeah, yeah she, she, she was given immunity. Yeah, I, I feel like she was the unused character that, that for most of the series. Actually, I think you could have, you could have embellished a lot more on her backstory we, and how we, she came to be in the OCG. Yeah, exactly. We saw her get tearful when John was killed. We saw it in the toilet, sort of out of control and feeling panicked at the beginning of the series. But we didn't get to understand why any of that was and. Who she really was. She was the red herring at the beginning in the first episode. You were supposed to think she was the undercover cop. Once they destroyed that, they kind of left her character out there without anything really to do. What were, you, what were your thoughts on her, Matt? Because I, I thought it was a good I really but... like the actress, yes, and, and you're right, because they had, to, they had to make the decision. She was like, I'm not going to say anything unless I get immunity. And then finally, oh, yeah, you've you got immunity. And just the subtitle of, yeah, Lisa McQueen was given immunity for sharing all these details. We're not going to tell you what the details are. We might bring it up in the next series. Well, and, and, and also she didn't reveal some of the things because she lied when she was asked, is that, is that it for the OCG? She lied when she was asked, who kills Stephen Graham's character? Yeah. yeah, you could well bring her back. I think her and the, uh, the lawyer could well become part of the next episode. And I think that could be could be good. Their storylines are finished up with regards to their knowledge of the OCG and the H character, or the fourth person, or whatever you want to call it now. The clever thing that Jed's done is he's put um, Ryan, who's been there since Series 1 as a young child, uh, he's put him joining the police. I, I the... saw that happening in the last episode. I, yeah. I, I, I heard when they said about his interview and, and his exams and everything, and I was thinking, well, this isn't just going to be a job at, like, you know, Sainsbury's or something. This is going to have to play into... I thought uh, it'd be an interview at AC12, but then I... I, I he's only young. That... No, I know, but I, 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 I didn't see the whole that he's going to become a policeman yeah. cadet thing. But they that said the only exams, thing didn't they? They said exams. Yeah. And they okay. did mention the copper Simon Banerjee, is it? Banerjee, yeah, the guy who, he was in series one, wasn't he? Yeah, who said, "Let's go and get some burgers or something." So whether he he turns out to be a dodgy copper, because they they are theorising now that Ryan is going to become the new caddy, aren't they? Or 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 an equivalent to that, you know, like a. You know, it's gonna that's that's gonna take a long time for a police cadet to know anything worth knowing about the workings of the police. Is surely going to take some time. Yeah. 
I don't think it's ever going to play into the plot, or okay. and I don't know if you'll see anything of him. Maybe we'll until just, the... we'll just know that he's there. He's there. Like this corruption in the police force is going to be ongoing forever, even though yeah. you know series six might end with them finding this fourth person. You know, they're starting them young, and it's going to keep happening. We can we can find these four people that that Dot was referencing, but that's not going to be the end of it. And I think no. that might be the end of the series that you see. You know, him graduating, him getting his first, or him sharing some information with, like, the criminal underground. I think that's the point of that, is, you know, we haven't seen Ryan since the first series. We're seeing him now, he's got a bigger role in this gang, and then we're seeing him join the police. And that might be enough, we might not see him again, or we might just see him in one scene. But we now know that he's there, and that this police corruption will never truly end. And I think, actually that was one of the strongest elements of it, even though it was a small element. It's what this series has always been about, rather than sort of finding this mm. mystical character and, who didn't exist. And and th- th- there was that nice sort of juxtaposition at the end where Jill was kind of giving you this impression that, oh, there isn't any police corruption. It's all just been a fabricated story we've made up to kind of, you know, keep you off the scent of other things. But then right at the end, she is threatened to be killed by an undercover, you know, by a police officer who's obviously been corrupt and given the signal by the OCG to kill her. That, you know, there were certain parts of the last episode, which I think worked quite well. And I think her being the surprise kind of person was quite nice. I mean, I think I worked it out only when uh, the two lead detectives left that left Orbit's house because you kind of think, oh, okay, it's got to be someone in the room. We don't know enough about the people on uh, Maxwell Martin's side. It has to be her. But I think that's the problem. When you have like a, a whodunit scenario, and especially in the the world of social media we're in, and it happened with Broadchurch again, is that people start thinking that it's this person and that person. So when things become big like this, any any surprises Jed does are really going to lose their impact because and people I, have been talking about and that I for think... weeks on it. Talking about Broadchurch as well, this almost had, not to that extent, a Broadchurch Series 3 vibe to it in, in the... Ten- Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Wistful looks and, you know, worried looks. Them trying to make you think he's dodgy by doing these looks and looking suspicious every time. It looks like um, Kate and Steve might find out something about him. And I agree with you there, Luke, that it it sort of spoils it to an extent. Well, there are two dodgy parts to Ted that are unanswered. Number one, what was on that computer? Let's be honest, we don't know and we're never going to know. line about the pornography reminded me of that Simpsons episode. Was it Mr. Plough? Oh, yeah. What's this place, Moe's? Hey, don't tell him it's a bar, but what else is open? It was a pornography store. <laughs> yeah. I, would, I was buying pornography. I was looking at pornography. That's what that's that a, That's a lot like. better than going to a bar, yeah. Now, before I give you the check, one more question. Uh, this place, Moe's, you left just before the accident, this is a business of some kind? 
Don't tell him you were at a bar. <gasps> but what else is open at night? It's a pornography store. I was buying pornography. <laughs> I would have never thought of that. There's the strong implication that he kept the 50000 Now, he may have given it to John Corbett's wife, which was the implication by what he did by approaching her at the graveside at the end in the epilogue. But here is a man that, after all that he had done, and let's face it, we did see his professional conduct unravel. All he got was a final warning, and he's still allowed to keep his job and his rank and everything. And also the Lee Bank stuff. What did he say to Lee Banks when he visited him in prison? We don't know that, do we? That was never revealed. Personally, I feel that Ted isn't dodgy, but had sort of worked out that, that Corbett was after him, not knowing the, the connection to Corbett. In no, terms. he didn't know that. What did but you think about wanted, that? He wanted Corbett out of the picture. So he might have actually been impl- implicit in the death of Corbett. Complicit. Okay. Even though um, he, you know, it wasn't anything to do with police corruption. What they've done is they've made Ted a little bit more grey. Not literally, but uh, his his character is now a bit more grey around the outside, whereas before he was the the moral compass of the show. And the other thing, I suppose there's a fourth one, is the the definitely. The... (sighs) He's saying, I study, and he may well have done, because you've got to think, all his focus is on this case. He hasn't got anyone to go home to. He's, he's living in a hotel, bless him. So it might that might have been a true response that, yes, I, I had studied it to the extent that I knew exactly how he, this person misspelt words. And also, on his computer, we did see a message of some, to some extent. What did that message say? There is a lot of unanswered stuff. You know, Jed could turn around in Series 6 and say, yes, Ted is the fourth person they were looking for. There's still that option because there is a lot of unanswered things. You know, the... That's what I'm saying. I I could have bought that Ted is now corrupt. I don't buy his H or this fourth person, but I could have bought that he's now been corrupted. Is is H the organisation rather than a person? Yeah, I think that they're saying H are people as opposed to person. Mm. They're now saying that there were four high-ranking police officers... Uh, that were helping the OCGs. Do you think we have seen the fourth person in the cast that we already got? You've got the female chief superintendent. You've got the Asian guy who I think is the head of the pe- head of the yeah, crime I, I, commission. My, my theory was him, but I don't know why. Mm, I don't know. Fatty always plays evil people. If you think about it, in series four, they brought back Hilton, who yep. hadn't been in series one, to say, yes, he's dodgy. Jill had been in two and a little bit in three, hadn't she? I think she was in one episode yeah. in three, mainly yeah. to sort of facilitate that Keeley Horse scene. Um, but they they've still brought her back here to reveal she's dodgy, so they could bring someone back again. But you've got that Mark Bonner, yeah. yeah. Who who was on the other end of that computer? I mean, that that still remains mm-hmm. the sort of the, the big the big thing. It, you know, we're supposed was to assume Jill? that. Well, I I don't think so because I don't. I don't think so, because I think her connection was much more about the frame Ted to bring him out into the open. That was revealed with the recordings that were made when she was recruiting people to Pear Tree. I don't know. I mean, it would be very Jed if it was someone we've already seen, but maybe it's not. I just think that as you, it's an episode and a series, actually, that as you 
unpick it like this, and not many people do. We've just got a podcast platform to do it. But as you do unpick it, it sort of falls apart a tiny bit. Or is it uh, Gina McKee? Oh no, sorry, wrong. No, she was. Yeah, she's no, dead. She's, she's, she's ice cold. She's yeah, ice she's, cold. Yeah. I mean, I did. I did. To, to, They've sold the whole cuts down at Iceland now. I do love the fact that he loves Jed to bring up dead characters. I mean, you even got Lady James in this in this series. He he has obviously decided that he is going to build a storyline that weaves in the fact that. The original four series are still available on the iPlayer. I almost felt like they should have flashed that up like an American show yeah. underneath. Well, every video. T- yeah, every time <laughs> you saw a Fubius character, there should have been like, you can go back and watch Lenny James in this series one on the iPlayer. And, 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 and actually, that's, I think, why the BBC love him as well. Because not only is he bringing in 10 plus million viewers on a Sunday night at the bank holiday, he's driving you to iPlayer every time he shows an episode. Do you feel like this builds tension for Series 6 enough? Or do you feel like it, we don't need it? The fact that it's Line of Duty, the fact that it's Jed, that's enough. That's all we need. Now give it six months to a year and everybody will be back. I'm not, you know, desperate to see what happens next. Of course I'm going to be wanting to go to that screening when the invite comes in, however long. Of course I'm going to be sucked in by the first episode. But I think this series has tempered my feelings of Line of Duty a bit. May I ask a question? Do you feel like the bodyguard hurt you with this as well? <laughs> I feel like bodyguard did. <laughs> no, but did your <laughs> did your confidence in Jed go down a little bit? I think so, but only because I sort of saw a um, a pattern in in his desire to shock rather than tell a proper story. Because I do feel like with bodyguard, he lost focus once Keely Hawes was dead. Because of course. Then he wasn't a bodyguard anymore. And well, I yeah. I actually lost focus of where, of of what the what the big corruption and big well, plot was there. Can I out. come in here and just say that? Yeah, yes, you're here too. Yeah, that <laughs> I I said this for a number of years now that Line of Duty always has a strong start and then dips in the middle and then you have the strong ending and I think you've seen this here as well. I just don't think. They've had as strong a start. I said this when we were talking about it on the proper podcast. That um, This is still proper. Yeah, yeah you no. know what I mean. On, on yeah. When we talked about the first episode with Sarah. The, for example, the, the, rev, the revelation that, that Hargreaves was, was in, in the pocket of the... the um, that wasn't the really un- a revelation. But, it, well, it, we didn't know that he was... He was someone that, that there was theorised could be H because he had an H surname. You know, he was on that board of names. And just to to have it even like I didn't realise it was his face until they they went up on him. It didn't feel like that big a reveal, and it all was sort of oh yes, he was having sex with these underage girls. That's how they were blackmailing him, and it all felt a bit retconned for me. There just feels not laziness, but it just doesn't feel as impactful. I think the last series you had it because you had Tandy Newton, uh, I think who who gave a great performance, and that character you understood her that motivation you know she was motivated by a want to you know advance in her career whereas you know you had Stephen Graham in this he was motivated to find the the person behind the thing but he thought he knew who it was do you think Jed's a bit too preoccupied by killing off characters to really I mean I mean Kitty Hawes lasted two series I mean poor old the woman out of Call the Midwife didn't even get past one episode 
Yeah, um, nor did Danny Mays. And nor did Danny Mays. Jason Watkins. Jason Watkins, yeah. I I just wonder whether now there is a preoccupation with bringing in these names and killing them off Mm -hmm. because that's what he perceives as shocking. I suppose they had the Monique being the the episode one death here, so at least they, they could leave Stephen Graham alone for... For a few episodes, yeah, a little bit under. I did like the last episode again, as as ever with Line of Duty. It did end on a high. I think Line of Duty had three great series. You know, the end with Dot and the killed off Lindsay Denton. I yeah. think it has since then been a, a diminishing return. Series four, well, you know, had more hits than misses. This series, it's sort of starting to, as you say, a, a case of almost like Emperor's New Clothes. Now they need to sort of go almost like a back-to-basic series, which is might, might be what they do. And I do applaud Jed for doing a few different things this time round. I think as well, I don't think Kate and Steve really had a lot to do. I think, you know, they um, were almost background I've, players. I found their chemistry quite stilted mm. when they were together as well. I suppose there's the tension of her being promoted now. and she Well, there, there, there was a lot more of that in the last series than this one, wasn't there? He kind of voiced his opinion of the but fact she, that what, she'd been she promoted. Had, she, had she been promoted in the last series? Or that she, just about, I think. She wasn't mom then to him. She's mom now, isn't she? I think, I think that shows he's much more yeah. easy with it now. I mean, I think they could have done a lot more with his injuries. That uh, Really the home lives could come more into series six of both of them because he's clearly either addicted to or cannot function without the drugs to the point where he's up to give up relationships because he's not prepared to come out to it. There's been that implication during this series of the fact that the husband is unhappy with the amount of time she's spending at work. What would have been interesting if they'd have had the guts to do it was demote Hastings and promote her Mm. And then you could have led with that storyline week one because Hastings having to report to her would have been a very interesting dynamic. Yeah. One thing you mentioned, Gary, which you know I talked over and then we didn't answer it. The the connection between <laughs> Corbett and Hastings and and yes. Corbett's mum and the Northern, Northern Ireland, Ireland stuff. Do you feel like that was shoehorned in a bit like the Savile thing that they did a couple of years ago? I liked that that you know you saw. A bit more of his past because we didn't, ha- you know, we we peel back the layers of Hastings a little bit more here because, as you yeah. said, in the, in the earlier series he was certainly series one he was just the boss character. He didn't really have a lot of, you know, he was there as a mentor mainly to Steve. You know, he's become more and more of a prominent character to this. He's almost sort of the central character, and Steve and Kate have been sidelined to an extent. And I like how you've seen him as a young man being this sort of outsider in Northern Ireland, possibly having an affair with with Corbett's mother and there being this sort of mystery hanging over him. I liked all that and it gave him a little bit more, you know, believability as a character. Well, it showed his vulnerability. Vulnerability, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Thank Thank you. you. I had it on my side of the desk. Definitely. But yeah, I just... uh, I'm sure I'm going to listen back to this and think we've been incredibly harsh on what has been an, an engrossing... What did we like about si- the series, then? Okay. I liked the fact that they did show the past and the wrong side of Hastings. I think far too much... Far too much of the previous series, I think, was of this moral man. And I think they did address the fact that even he is not beyond corruption. 
I did like I, that. I did say this to Luke that I was expecting at some point when they were talking about the money for him to say the money was just resting in my account. Father like in Father Ted. Oh, yeah, well done. I think Rashenda Sandal as uh, as Lisa McQueen was really, really interesting. I thought any time Martin Compton and Stephen Graham were on screen together, it was incredibly tense and exciting. Um, and, uh, I like I liked the bit with the computer. I know that sounds really silly, but that was quite interesting. The idea of this connection that they had via this kind of quite... It was quite wire-ish. In, in, in how it came across, you know, this kind of old te- oldish technology, you know, everyone's using WhatsApp and, you know, things like that. This was somebody using like an instant messenger service. That's very old school. I really liked Anna Maxwell Martin. I thought her character was such the antithesis of Hastings. You know, she was the way in which she interviewed somebody was totally not how he would have done it. And I loved the line, I can't bear shouting. Yeah, yes. she had she had some of the best lines, you know, the whole thing with mom and superintendent. And when he when he was being re interviewed, she said, well, do you not think people that could have been admitted, you know, met the threshold for conspiracy to murder, lose their rank? You know, she was so, so smarky, snarky oh, by doing. Smarmy. Yeah. And I, I did love the way she dismissed her deputy, who yeah. was a pain and in the, the neck. Whereas the, the way there was sort of the loyalty that that Ted has for. Steve, you know, yeah. which um, Patricia was the Anna Maxwell Martin character. Yeah. She um, brought up, you know, he swept under the rug, you shagging witnesses, yeah. suspects, things like that. Whereas she immediately gets rid of her her deputy for, you know, almost scuppering the case to an extent. The, the telling thing as well is that they've sort of ended the entire investigation because this woman who was working with her turned out to be on the take and turned out to be dodgy, yes. even though there are several inconsistencies still. I think we've got to give props to Polly Walker as Jill Bigelow as well. Oh, I find her a bit hammy. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of in the middle on that. I, 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 <laughs> I don't find her hammy, but I don't think she's the world's greatest actress. She's but, uh, very, you know. She plays it... I know she's Jill Bigelow, tongue, but she does play it quite cheek. big. Yes, yeah, it's like, cheap, you know, yeah. where she goes for the hand of Ted and come on now, Ted. You know, she's, she feels, yeah. she doesn't feel as sort I, of realistic as everyone else in this world. And I know she's not a copper, so she has that different air to her. But certainly yeah. I think maybe her portrayal in this series, I think in prior series, when certainly the one with Keely Hawes where they brought her in so they can apologise to her and things like that. I feel here they almost telegraphed the fact that she had something, you know, she was slightly dodgy, even though she might have not been in, you know, she, she, there was I, something I, to I, her. I, thank you so much for joining us again, Gary. When, time with your holiday. when are we doing Gary Goes Western? You need to move on. Move on. <laughs> Where can people find you if they want to... Uh, well, Eastbourne this week, if they want to pop down. <laughs> uh, I'm not really doing anything else. I'm going to Beachy Head tomorrow, I promise not to jump. Uh... <laughs> You've done that gag once. I'm a bit worried. I'm oh, sorry. Well, it's the thing when, when I've told people that I'm going to beach your head, they're like, "You're not going to jump, are you?" No, yeah, I'm not even going anywhere near the edge. I'm just going for the view. You know, maybe I'm going after for the... you've spent the last two hours podcasting with me, you know, it might be more well. Yeah, this. it might change my mind. <laughs> uh, where can people find me? You can find me on Twitter at the Gary Show. Um, yeah. um, that's about it. it, though, it? Send, yeah, me some, that's right. send me some. Send me some. Send me some tweets. All right then. Take care. We'll be back with our. Normally formatted and stuff podcast with all the usual bells and whistles soon. Thank as, you very much. As you well know.
Just doing a bit of Ted Hastings there. Mother of God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 and review us wherever you find us. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes and Facebook. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp.